This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number 16, you learned from Jordan Gray and how he used a weird phrase and sex strategies to grab impressions from any blog he wanted. All right, our guest today is Sean Malarkey. Sean founded Twixplode, a Twitter training course in 2008 that propelled him into the space at, in of info products. He's since been behind the scenes, the behind the scenes optimizer of product launches like Facebook influence, LinkedIn influence, and other six figure product launches. To scale his business, he founded Inspired Marketing, a top 100 impact company in America as awarded by the White House. Sean, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Are you ready? Dude, I'm stoked to be here with you. I'm glad you made time to get on. Did I miss anything really important in your bio that you think folks need to know? Um, you didn't mention anything. Well, I'm not going to get into my past, but uh, I used to have a pretty big career in the adult film industry. Oh, and, well. Uh, yeah. So I didn't, want, I didn't know if you were going to bring that up or not, but. Well, let's go. Let's go. I can't tell if you're baloneying me right now because we're close, or if you're <laughs> totally dead serious. You. I'm, like, well, I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me listeners to what is going to be one of the most epic <laughs> interviews you've done. I'm like, how do I? Like, I'm like, okay, scratch all my questions. How do I ask questions about the adult film industry that I know nothing about? Um, anyways, <laughs> sorry, dude. Anyways, I love this. So, guys, this is kind of fun. Sean actually hated me. Not maybe not hated me. I'm exaggerating because I want more listens. All this baloney. But listen, he actually kind of did hate me. Sean, tell the story about. Like why I turned you, you and Lewis Howes off like severely three or four years ago. Yeah, it's funny, and I never really hated you. I, I know, but just say you did it. Like, it makes this shit better. Okay. Yeah, I ahead. reserve that word for things like Brussels sprouts and meatloaf. <laughs> but no, we we I forget what happened. We you know what it was? It was just a bad timing thing. We were supposed to do a. I don't know, we had a conference call. This is, God, six years ago, probably five years ago. Yeah, I was young, yeah. immature, and I flipped out on you guys for being late to a call. You didn't necessarily flip out. You just uh, had like an attitude, like you blew it. I'm not talking to you anymore. Goodbye. And I was like, wow. You know? Who was that guy? <laughs> I forget the circumstances. We've talked about it in the past. But uh, so I was like, all right, well, I don't like that guy. Yeah, that guy's a loser. Anyways, since Never. then, we have been sailing off the Santa Barbara coast. I have tried to watch Sean surf and learn myself. I fail miserably. I have watched him create a very interesting new company called Skate Swing, which I almost broke my back off when I visited and about, you know, killed myself in his backyard. But Sean, walk me through what you're focused on selling right now. Everything, man. I, uh, you know what? I just, between Inspired Marketing is, is the e-learning business that has been going really well. Uh, we're doing making some shifts, which I can't really talk about, but we have some pretty exciting shifts that we'll be rolling out. Oh, yeah. Later. What shifts are you making? Well, we're just kind of, um, <laughs> I can't talk about it, but <laughs> making some shifts in the business model. I literally can't because there's like some things that 
some other people I need to address first oh. uh, about some of these changes and shifts prior to announcing any of them to the general public. But okay, let's not announce really them, but why? Some- what's driving the change? Why are you deciding to make a change at all? Okay, so this is, I can't say too much without revealing too much. Okay, fine. But, and this is going to sound corny and cliche, but it is what it is. And if you want to believe me, great. If you don't, I understand because it's kind of abused. But literally what's driving the change is providing more value. And I say that, and it does sound corny and cliche, but this change should ultimately be a much better value for our consumers, and not just from a price standpoint, but from price plus uh, you know what they actually get when they become a customer from Inspired Marketing. So uh, we're making some pretty cool changes that, you know, if if all goes well, uh, it's a giant win-win-win for everybody. So for the authors that we publish, for the customers that consume our content and get value from what they learn from us, uh, from a price standpoint, everything. So for us, we should, I mean, it should drive revenues up. That's the theory. So all around, I mean, at the at the root of it all, Nathan, it's providing more value, and also simplifying uh, the business and the business model a little bit. So. Well, and, and Sean, for people that may have not, you know, heard of you, what do you? So you sell info products under Inspired Marketing. Is that how it works? Can you kind of describe that a bit more? Yeah. So we're we're an e learning company, and we um, we have e learning trainings or just digital trainings, and these are mainly marketing related training or solely marketing related trainings, mainly around the social niche. So if you want to learn how to uh, use Facebook to grow your business uh, via a fan page or if you want to learn how to use ads or video marketing or use LinkedIn to generate more contacts and leads and sales, uh, email marketing, webinar marketing, you name it. So that's that's kind of our focus is all around those topics. Okay. And so when people buy, let's I want to focus on which product are you thinking about the most right now? LinkedIn, you know, Wedmore and YouTube, influ- Facebook influence. What are you focused on? All of them, to be honest, all of them. Okay, okay. Which? Let me ask a different question. Last month, which one sold the most? Probably our LinkedIn training. Okay, it, so if we, for whatever reason, always is is kind of leading the the way. Leading the way. Okay, so let's yeah. focus on the LinkedIn training aspect, just for the sake of really digging into the details, so that the top tribe listeners can take you know hard stuff away. So, LinkedIn influence. W- walk me through when someone buys LinkedIn influence. What are they buying? So they are buying a basically a, a handbook or a guidebook or a playbook to how to use LinkedIn to grow their business. And that method or path that you know you might choose to grow your business may be different depending on how your business is. So the training kind of covers the entire platform and how to use it. So if you want more contacts so that you can you know become a bigger force in your industry, or if you want more traffic to your website so you can generate more interest in your product or your business and generate more sales, you can do that. Or if you want to create a community so that you're seen as a leader within that community, we talk about how to use groups for that. Um, I mean, there's a a lot of different uses, but we kind of do that training as a whole encompassing thing where it covers the whole network. And and how are you delivering that training? Is it like, are you sending a book to people? Is it videos on a membership site? How do you do it? It's it's all videos on a membership site. Okay, and what membership plugin do you use, membership site? Uh, Wishlist. Great, okay, cool. Yeah. That's helpful. Okay. So walk me through, you know, I know a little bit about this, but but our audience might not know anything about it. When did LinkedIn Influence launch? And walk me through kind of the model you use to launch it where, you know, you're kind of, you know, the engine and then you've kind of got usually got a face that's that's in front of it. 
Yeah, so my business partner at that time was Lewis Howes, and he was really good with LinkedIn. And we were doing a, we at that point had a, a training that was uh, five figures, a thousand dollar training. And we said, you know what, let's launch something that's a lower price and just focused on one network so that uh, those in our audience who can't afford it or are just interested in one network makes it easier for them to make the decision to. Uh, to learn from us. So that's what we did. We launched it. We reached out to a few people, asked them to help promote it. And it was a really tame kind of little launch, but we did around $100,000 in revenue in about three three weeks, I think. And what and, year was uh, that? That was 2010 or 11. I honestly can't remember. I think it was 11. Okay. I think it was the spring. I'd have to look. I remember I got my... Uh, that's I'd have to okay. go back Two, and look. 2011. That's just totally yeah. fine. So... so yeah. You said you just you said it so nonchalantly, but I think you did this brilliantly. You said you reached out to people to get them to promote it. How did you yeah. convince people? You, you know, you haven't been in LinkedIn training before. How did you convince people that you were the expert and that they should sell their training to their your training to their audience? So at that time, Lewis, my business partner, was uh, probably considered one of the top experts. It was you know it was early on, and there weren't that many, so he was seen that way. So to those we were reaching out to, um, you know, they already knew him for that. And then B, what we did really to just earn a lot of capital is did a lot of free favors, if you will, and just kind of helped people out with nothing, with no expectations in return. And uh, that help came in many forms. A lot of people, it was, hey, we can help promote your products or services. And for others, it was, hey, you may need help with your social media because you're not doing that good of a job, so let us step in and help you. Or, or hey, you need help vacuuming your office, we're there for you. Know, whatever it was, we early on identified kind of who were people that we should uh, you know be close to if you will build relationships with yeah and yeah just said, how totally. can we help yeah so let's fast forward because obviously there's always risk in associating a product with somebody's face that somebody could do sure. anything right so sure. from what you've communicated to me walk me through how you're trying to think about scaling inspired marketing where it's not reliant on any individual yeah, so I honestly, I wish I could tell you. Oh, that, is that where it's going? Sorry, sorry. But, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. But the, this that is a, such a great question that I'm like dying to answer. So, I mean, w- without saying anything and looking at the business model the way it is currently, you know, scaling it, one of the easiest ways for us is, is to continue just, for us, the, the biggest thing was let's provide amazing value uh, in a product that converts really well and um, has low refunds. And so our affiliates are, and it's just top notch. So our affiliates, uh, a lot of our revenue comes from affiliate traffic. Uh-huh. So walk, then, walk, walk, sorry, walk me through the affiliate side real quick. So of the LinkedIn Fluence course, you launched in 2010 or 2011. How much, how much would you say total revenue that course has done and what percentage of the revenue has been from affiliates versus your direct marketing spend? Jeez, it's, it's north of... Probably over two million. Uh, it's close to that if it's not over. I mean, it, okay. And it's hard to calculate. I'd have to literally go back and add it all, all the way from the beginning. We do have over twenty thousand customers now, which on the surface looks, you know, a hundred dollar product that's over two million. But it's it's close to, if not over, two million dollars. And the revenue from affiliates, probably sixty percent of that revenue or seventy percent has come from. No, probably sixty percent has come from affiliates, but it, that's even a hard figure to tell too. Because what happens is, Nathan, you may tell your friend John about LinkedIn influence, and then so you would be an affiliate that would help, you know, generate John's interest in, and John becomes a customer as a result. But then John goes and tells Bob, Francis, and Sarah, and those don't necessarily come back through you as from uh, affiliate perspective. Yep. So that's a hard question to answer. But on the surface, sixty to seventy percent of our 
sales we pay a, a affiliate commission on. Of what percent? Of you know, sixty or seventy percent of the entire number. Sorry, if an affiliate if an affiliate drives a hundred dollars sale, how much do you pay the affiliate? They get paid fifty percent. If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from three hundred thousand dollars a year in sales to three hundred million dollars in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. So, so... I think we, you know, we've talked, I have other episodes where we really dive into working kind of with affiliates. And I think you gave some yeah. great gold nuggets about how to do that. You know, getting, getting a face that's already an expert, you know, to power, you know, the opening those doors, you've given some great tips, but I saw when you made me that delicious cup of coffee, when I was staying in your place, we were sitting there with the kitchen, looking out at the view and you opened your Facebook ads kind of back end. And just blew my socks off, to be quite frank. I try not to wet myself on the spot. So I want to talk about the 40% of this revenue that you have really driven using tactics that anyone listening right now from the top tribe could replicate. So walk me through how you're driving revenue, you know, via other channels, via marketing spend. Yes. So it's really, um, it's kind of, it's it's a big, big topic we could talk long and hard about. But what we did to start was took our existing customer list uploaded it to Facebook and it, they now have a tool called insights where you can just click and literally like learn all these great things about your, your audience. So you can click on insights and you can learn what the ratio of male to female is and, and how this works. I guess I should be a little bit more granular, but you upload an email list. So we have a, let's just say we have a hundred thousand person email list. We upload that to Facebook and in a short period of time, it goes through and matches all of those emails against the Facebook database. And then if there is a match, it will, you know, include that. So, uh, for example, I think we when we uploaded it, we had 80% of our emails. Let's just say it was an 80,000 number. 80,000 numbers had a match. So, okay, cool. So, we have an 80,000 person match. And then you click on insights. You can learn male, female. You can learn age, uh, what their ages are, you know, where they fall. So, it'll say you know, 35 to 40, 45 to 50, and then a certain percentage associated with each. Uh, where they live, what country they live in, what their college education level is, all these things. So, we uploaded that originally. And before, uh, when they first made that tool available, they didn't have insights. So what I would do was upload that, and I would run an ad using that audience. So of the eighty thousand, yes. Yeah, so when I first plugged in the ad, it would say this will be shown to eighty thousand people on the right side, and then I would say, okay, show only to males, and it would change that number from eighty to forty or to thirty or whatever the number was. And then I would say, oh my gosh, well, wow! So that looks like we actually have a fifty-fifty draw if it was forty thousand, for example. So you use that really to get demographic information through process of elimination, basically. Yeah. So what that really does is tells you exactly who your audience is, so that when you go out to do your, you know, your your front end marketing, uh, you at that point you know who to target to get the best Got results. It. Does that make so, sense? Yeah, totally. So walk me through what's working like last month. What are you doing to drive via ad spend, not affiliates, ad spend to drive sales of the LinkedIn Influence course? So the, the, you know, one of the biggest things um, for us is, and we're in the process right now of redoing the sales page and doing testing on it, and we uh, are seeing conversions almost doubled. So it's pretty fascinating how What, fast what doubled conversions? 
a new design, a new look and feel, and then we've edited the copy just a little bit. So it's it's kind of all encompassing. Was there anything cool. specific though you did with the design? A color, a spacing, more white space, longer page, anything like that? Um, no, you know the only thing that might be because everything you could say, you know, it's hard to say this color changed it or that or yep. or this. I could if I did a true A B test where I had the new page versus you know another new page, like the same page with different color change or something. I could tell you that, but it's just such a dramatic change from the old page to the new one. It was more just let's get get it up to date with the times. It had been almost two years since we'd updated it, and it's fascinating how fast the web changes. So. You know, our focus going forward is instead of updating these pages once every two years, let's do a continual A/B test where we're updating elements we have oh, designers so we work smart. with. And, yeah. So, what there's tool do you use to do that? The A/B tests. Visual Website Optimizer. Visual Website Optimizer. Okay, awesome, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're having success with these A/B tests, specifically on the on the LinkedIn Influence page. Walk me through what was the total uh, amount of revenue the LinkedIn Influence course did last month. Oof, I'd have to... Or how many customers, maybe? That might be easier. Take a guess. We probably had 400 customers last month. Okay, got it. So about 40,000 bucks in sales just yeah. through that one course. And and you're now looking at, and we, you know you can't talk a lot about it, but I'm going to keep firing at it. Maybe you'll crack. You know, you're moving towards a model where you can produce this stuff in a scalable format without relying too much on, on like, a, you know, a person, whether that's you or me or somebody else. Mm-hmm. So what percentage of the... Of, of so the forty thousand you did on the LinkedIn course, what percent of inspired marketing's total revenue was dedicated to that one LinkedIn course? Um, you mean how much did we spend to drive that, or how much did that revenue represent well, of our total revenue? Well, I'm trying to think about what listeners might be wondering, and I think one of the things they might be <laughs> they might be wondering what like how how much of inspired marketing is linked influence versus the oh, other things you've yeah, launched probably continually about a quarter of our revenue okay got it 25% so. cool sweet dude well look you know um you've given us a lot of information here I'm curious, I'm curious because you're different. You know, we we learned a little bit about your background uh, at the top of the call. But if you guys are in Sean's industry or you are relating to him, I want to know. So text me the word same to 313131 if you are like Sean or different to 313131 if you feel you're in a different industry. Again, text me the word same or different to 313131. Sean, do you know what time it is? It is 21 questions time. No, it's, dude, it's time for the famous five. Here we go. What is your favorite business book? Losing My Virginity. Okay. <laughs> is that Richard Branson? It is. I knew it. it. I didn't, I just knew it. Okay. I, I have you read a, that book? I have, but I sense a theme through this interview. You, you know, we won't dig in too much, but I'll link to that in the show notes. Okay. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Sorry. I like to have Dude, fun. Dude, this is awesome. No, I love it. I love it. Well, I do. But literally, if, you, if that, if anybody's listening, that book is one of the most incredible books. If you like, for me, stories are the best to read because it's just super entertaining. That guy has the most interesting uh, start from college or whatever in his life to where he got to now. And it's <laughs> fascinating to me. And when I put that book down, I thought, man. I think I'm working hard. Like, I need to really up my game. Awesome. Losing Your Virginity by Richard Branson. Number two, which CEO are you watching most closely right now, Sean? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Love it. Number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? That's a great question. You know, I, I just have to say the whole suite of Google Docs. Yeah. It from a business standpoint, our business would be it would be tough to run the business without it. 
Awesome. So kind of the Google Drive, they, documents, Google, Excel files. You know. said docs, but Google everything. Yeah. <laughs> Google, period. Awesome. Mean, I mean it. Okay, cool. Yes or no? This is number four. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Um, no. Okay. I get probably seven. Seven. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. All right. This is my favorite one. Number five. If you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? I'm nervous about what you're going to say. You know, honestly, it's probably <laughs> like just being cool with who you are. I, I think it. when I was 20 and from 20 to 30, uh, I was so self-aware that it probably screwed up a lot. You get in your own head about who you are. And it took me to about the age of 30 to truly be comfortable with who I was. And then from that point going forward, life was just a different a different game. Oh, guys, what an insight. Top Tribe listening, take that with you and live it. Live in your own skin. Sean, I think that's great advice. Now, if people want to actually watch what you're doing, especially because you're such a freaking good marketer, you know, that this big thing that's happening that you can't talk about, where can people watch you online and connect with you? You know, I guess from that perspective, to stalk or connect... <laughs> Um, the best place would be either Instagram or Facebook or both. I am a pretty open book. So most of my Facebook profile is public and I try and share a lot. And I do, you know, I deleted uh, Facebook off my phone um, and have been spending a whole lot more time on Instagram as a result. So Great. I'm a pretty visual person and I share a lot of my, my life in the visual form via Instagram. So, Well, visual, losing my virginity. $30,000 in sales last month on an info marketing product. Sean Malarkey, you're the bomb, dude. Thanks for joining. Dude, thank you so much for having <laughs> me. It's been a real honor. Take care, man. Coming up in episode number 18, you're going to learn from an underwear entrepreneur named Franklin Cole, who went from an underwear startup to $40 million in revenue and seven-figure agency clients. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.